Do you ever look at someone and wonder what is going on inside their head? I'm being so chaotic. Female friendships are just solid. Like, no one else is going to back you like that. Uh, it was really a real roller coaster for me. Do I live productively or happily? I don't know. When possible, make a U turn. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping. We teach girls to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. They ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. You're listening to Yes, Jess. Since the fuck when did you become a therapist? That was, like, genuinely, you could do a fucking TED talk on this. That was, so, that was like, again, 10 out of 10 solid advice. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to the Yes, Jess podcast. I hated that intro I just did, but we're going to keep going. Welcome back to the Yes, Jess podcast. My name is Jess. If you are a new listener, I am the host and the creator of this podcast. And if you're an old listener, welcome back to the show. It's nice to have you back. It's nice to have you listening yet again. Let me know why you are listening yet again, because I don't really know what I'm doing. I think I'm doing it right. I think. But I'd like to know, like, specifically if there's something that, like, is good and something that's bad with the podcast. Let us know on my Instagram. Speaking of my Instagram, make sure you follow me on my Instagram at Podcast, all one word. Our Instagram is a really great place. We have lots of interactive polls, lots of quotes every single day, some really cool graphics uh, made by my head of graphics, and um, some fun content. And, you know, I do polls there all the time and a lot of the polls help create the show that you are listening to today. So if you want to have a small part to play in the, not even a small part actually, if you want to have like actually quite a big part to play in the making of the show, head on over to our Instagram at Podcast, and you can partake in the very show that you are listening to right now. Speaking of subscribing to my podcast, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're using to listen to the show. If you're on Spotify, make sure you scroll up and hit that green follow button and you will be able to access our episodes a little bit easier. If you're on another platform, scroll up or down wherever the follow button is and you should be able to find it easily. If you don't, let me know. Follow me on my Instagram, message me there and you maybe I'll be able to help you. Um, I hope you're all doing well. I just want to say a quick disclaimer. I'm not sure if you can hear the rain currently. I'm, I love the rain, but I do apologize in advance if that affects the quality of recording. But this is the only time this week that I could sit down and record. It's a very busy week, lead up to Chinese New Year, which is next week. So I am just very, very busy. And I've had a lot on my mind this week. I've had my birthday. I'm a year older. I hate it. <laughs> I I don't know. I both hate it and I don't hate it. Like, I think the idea of getting older... I mean, let's be real. Time is a concept, right? It's a construct that people have made. And I don't like the idea of like getting older, partially because there's this whole narrative in society that, you know, you're running out of time. You know, there's this ticking time clock until you turn 30, which is such a lie because it's not like your life is, you know, finished or it's ended at 30. But at the same time, I do still feel this pressure to like make it big while I'm young. And I think the concept of age reminds me of that ticking time clock that I don't really want to be subscribed to, but I also partially am because I live in a society that subscribes to that time clock. So it just kind of reminds me of where I am in life currently. And I'm not exactly where I thought I would be, not exactly where I thought in in a location I thought I would be, Um, but that's okay because everybody's supposed to move through life at a different pace. And this is probably the pace that's right for me. 
and the circumstances are currently the circumstances are currently fine as they are. There's nothing bad. There's nothing horrific that's going on. I'm safe. I'm warm. I'm comfortable. I'm healthy. And I think that's what's important over me not realizing my career goals yet. I'd love to achieve my career goals, my career goals, but it's okay that it hasn't happened yet. And if it hasn't happened, it means that it will soon. Um, that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to stay positive. Speaking of staying positive, we do it every single week. Let's get positivity up in here. Okay. So if you have never listened to the show before, the let's get positive section is where I put a comment on TikTok or on YouTube or some social media website. And I ask people what's something good that's happening in their lives. I also put this on my Instagram and people respond to it. And I think a lot of people think that no one is seeing it and no one is paying attention to their good news. And sometimes I get quite a lot of replies to the comment, <laughs> not to not to show off or anything, but I get kind of a lot of replies. So I don't always get the time or the opportunity to like everything, to reply to every comment. So I think it's like a weirdly nice thing to take someone's good news that they think they're just putting out randomly into the world and acknowledge it and give a platform to that good news. So again, if you'd like to be included in this good news, make sure you are subscribed to our Instagram at YesJustPodcast. So the first one on the positivity section is, this one's a really cool one. Shen has said that she has met some really cool people through Discord. If you don't know what Discord is, Discord's kind of like, um, <laughs> this is where you find out I'm really old. Um, Discord is basically this like platform where you can talk to people, interact with people. It's kind of like live streaming, I guess I'd say. Ew, I sound so old. I hate that. <laughs> you have one birthday and you're like 30 already. But no, I think that's really cool. I think it's a really cool place for people to interact. It's kind of like, it's both well known, but not so well known, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like it's not uh, treated as a traditional social media platform. It's not exactly the same as like Instagram, for example, and Discord and Twitch as well have been these like, correct me if I'm wrong, but these sort of like up and coming platforms, at least in the mainstream, they've sort of been up and coming. Like we've been starting to hear a little bit more about them. And I've heard a lot of people actually making some decent friends through Discord, through um, Twitch, and it actually being quite a good and quite a fun platform for creators and consumers to use because it's like live interaction. I guess it's kind of like YouTube Live, if that makes sense. Like if you were gonna live stream through YouTube, I think it would be something like that. Um, so that's really cool. Good job, Shen. Leia says that she loves her cat. Wonderful. Um, Lupita has said, on the flip side, that she loves her dog, which is great. And Sophie says that she might be getting a dog. Sophie, if you are listening, I really hope you do get a dog. And I hope that you share it with the world because dogs, as we know, are people's best friends. They're the happiest little creatures. They're so, they're so cute. They're so cute and they just deserve the world. And I'm so grateful that dogs exist on this planet. Jessica, not me, another Jessica has said that she is healthy. Wow, all the Jessicas doing really well this week. Um, well done, Jessica, for staying healthy. And to everybody else who is not a Jessica, I hope you also stay healthy and you stay as okay as you can be. Ugh, I hate what I'm about to say in these current times. <laughs> I hate that. Lexia has messaged in and she has said that she has a very supportive and loving family who she's very grateful for and an amazing boyfriend and three of the cutest pups ever. Wow. That is a lot to have, or not even like a lot to have, but that's like a great amount of things to be thankful for. Those sound like really, really great things. Jif has said they are happy for their baby boy. So I wasn't sure if that was like a human 
baby boy or like a like a dog baby boy, like a nickname, because this profile picture has a picture of them with a the dog. So I wasn't sure if when they said baby boy, they were referring to a human or a dog, but either way, like both great things. So very happy you've got your baby boy in your life. Katie, one of my most active followers on Instagram. Hi, Katie, if you're listening. She says she's very happy she can take her socks off in bed when it's hot. I, when I read this, I laughed. Um, but I actually think it's a really small, really sweet, underrated moment of the day. Um, and I love like those sweet, underrated moments that like you enjoy, but you just kind of forget about. I just really, really love savoring that kind of stuff. So thank you for messaging that in, Katie. That was really sweet to read. Jennifer says that she has met someone amazing. I'm I, how are people meeting people in the pandemic? In the panoramic? In the pandemonium? Let me know. And Titi, again, one of our most loyal listeners, one of our most active users on Instagram, has messaged in and he says that the things that he is grateful for and happy about currently is the song 100% Pure Love by Crystal Waters. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will because of your recommendations. I love listening to song recommendations. That's another thing that we do a lot on the SJS podcast is we talk about music, we listen to music, we experience music, we try and delve into some music every now and again um which we'll be doing next week in next week's episode um so stay tuned to find out what the album is that we'll be talking about next week winnie from the voice podcast who i'm not sure if you guys remember but we did a collab episode last week winnie says that she's very happy and grateful for good food and an absolute mess podcast you can find both these podcasts by the way through my instagram um i follow both of them she has said that she is very happy and grateful about my loved one's health especially considering everything that's going on and on that note i do also want to say that i hope you guys are also doing well um both my fellow podcast creators and my listeners i hope that you're all doing okay and safe my piece of good news that i want to share is um if you didn't know i'm very active on tiktok i love tiktok and a instagram illustrator on tiktok who makes these really sweet one minute videos of how to draw jellyfish for example or how to draw um squids for example in one minute he set a challenge that i saw and i duetted it he has something like a one million followers and so when i did the challenge i kind of just thought like it's quite a fun thing that i would do for my own followers um if you want to follow me as well on tiktok you can head over to my instagram and you'll find a link to my tiktok but he actually commented on one of my videos saying um, thank you for sharing or thank you for tagging me in this. And I thought that was really nice of him to take the time to like thank me, even though I literally did nothing. <laughs> but I thought that was really sweet. If you want to check him out, his name is Harrison with two R's, one S. Um, Harrison Howard or at Harrison Howe um, on TikTok. Check him out. He's really, really sweet. Um, and I really, really like watching his videos. Today's topic is called the little voice in the back of your head. <laughs> I don't know if that ASMR segment went so well because it's raining. So I'll do it again with a little bit less ASMR. <laughs> Today's episode is the little voice in the back of your head. So if you have been a listener to the SJS podcast before, you know that the first episode of every month is always centered around mental health or something along the lines of, you know, what goes on in our brains, spirituality. Ugh, I hate calling it spirituality. Um, but you know that those kind of lines. Um, the reason why I hate calling it that is just because I had a, <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend who'd like totally ruined that word for me. So yeah. Anyway, the little voice in the back of your head. I'm not talking about the one that tells you that a situation is dangerous or the one that tells you when something isn't a good idea. Those are probably you know good voices and wise voices to listen to. I'm talking about the one that tells you that you're not good enough when in actuality you may very well be good enough. 
I'm talking about the one that is more commonly known as self-doubt, self-deprecation, and is just sort of always there sometimes and holds you back a little bit um, and holds you back from situations that aren't dangerous and that could actually be quite beneficial for you. I will give a disclaimer at this point. I'm not a mental health professional, so if you do suspect anything to be more serious and requiring for and requiring further help, I recommend seeing a professional therapist or a counselor and seeking help in your own local area. There are lots and lots of great charities and organizations set up to help you with that. You can also find some extra help on social media. You can find some great mental health sites and some great mental health awareness groups. Um, but if you do suspect that anything is slightly more serious, I do recommend that you talk to a professional instead of listening to me, who is very much not a professional. So when I talk about the little voice in the back of your head, for a lot of people, the strength of this voice varies significantly. Most likely, in my opinion, and I sort of suspect, it's most likely to do with what you've been through. So most straight white men, straight white cis men, may not have much of this voice at all. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, Unless. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I think the point I'm trying to make with that joke is that sometimes what you've been through can actually make the voice in the back of your head get a little bit stronger. And that's not to say that cis, straight, white men haven't been through struggles, because of course they have. Everybody's been through struggles. But when who you are as a being and what that entails and you belonging to certain demographics, such as you know being a person of color, for example, belonging to a certain gender, a certain ethnicity, a certain socioeconomic position, the LGBTQ plus community, your sexuality, the world can be a little bit harsher on you because of those things that you can't change about yourself. And so because the world is a little bit harsher on you, that voice in the back of your head telling you that you're not good enough or that you're not strong enough or whatever can actually nourish itself off the hatred that you might face. So everybody, obviously, as I said before, experiences that little voice. All that I'm saying is that if you belong to a certain marginalized group or a certain um, demographic, you might need to take care of yourself a little bit more than someone else who hasn't been affected in the same way. And I think the voice that tells us that we're not good enough, as I'll get to in a second, can grow a lot stronger because of varying factors. And one of the biggest factors is the society and the environment that we live in. Um, And I'm also saying this just because I do want us to be aware of the fact that there are certain things that we experience in day-to-day life because of our society, because of our environment that affect us in ways that we don't even realize until 10 years down the line. So I think prevention is probably better than curing um, when it comes to this thing. I think preventing the voice from getting stronger rather than trying to make it weaker and squash it is just a little bit easier with this circumstance. And I say this from personal experience. I'm getting to the age now. Ugh, I, ugh, I sound so old. I hate it. But I'm getting to the age now. And maybe it's just because I... I'm finishing university or I'm at the final stages of university. So I'm, you know, questioning things a lot more, but maybe it's also because I'm on TikTok and currently on TikTok, what we're discussing is gender norms and gender constructs, which is the most interesting thing on a side note. But maybe it's like a combination of these factors that now I'm beginning to realize how much, how much of my society and my environment has really affected me and how I operate and how I see myself. So I think I always thought of it in terms of race, because I, um, I don't know if you've seen me, but I'm a person of color. So I always knew that things like racism affected me. I didn't really realize the extent of how much until now, but you know, I didn't realize how much the patriarchy 
or how much internalized patriarchy I have within me and how that's harmed me without me realizing. And, you know, it's maybe, you know, I definitely sound like I'm being dramatic. Um, but I think in little ways I can see that, oh, maybe this is just the patriarchy that's brainwashed me to think this a certain way. And now that I'm, you know, getting older and I'm becoming more myself and I'm beginning to experiment more with like clothes and fashion and stuff like that. And, you know, my own femininity, I'm really interested in the ways that I've been taught how to express femininity, but in a way that is appealing towards the male gaze. And it's not something that I've ever really questioned within myself. Um, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go too into it today, but if you would be interested in a whole episode on this, do let me know because... I could honestly, if you're my friend in real life, you know that I've been talking about this for hours and days and I could talk about this forever. Um, but either way, whatever the result of like my soul searching comes to, I'm enjoying figuring things out about myself. I'm enjoying taking the time to take care of myself um, because, you know, questioning things about myself and trying to find out who I really am and stuff. I think that tells me subconsciously that I care about myself and I care about myself enough to know and to cultivate the things that are really true to my own being. Ew, I sounded so dicky just then, but just go with it. <laughs> so this leads me kind of nicely onto my next point, which is the reason why I'm talking about like squashing your voice, not your voice, sorry, squashing the voice, the small gross voice in the back of your head. Um, I fully believe, and not even I fully believe, I have experienced the fact that when you don't squash this voice, the little negative voice, and you allow it to grow, it makes you become very self-sabotage, even unconsciously. And I don't think you necessarily need a psychology degree to figure out that you can be self-sabotage, as my friends have often told me several times when I am being self-sabotaging. So again, the reason why I'm emphasizing this is that I don't, I don't want you guys listening to self-sabotage yourself because I think there is a way to prevent it. And I wish this was something that I had known before I did this to myself. But since I didn't know that, I just thought I would share it now, now that I am sort of recovering from a lot of my self-sabotaging. Um, so that's why I think it's important to share this. I think one of the most important things in figuring out how to squash that crappy, tiny voice in the back of your head is figuring out what the voice sounds like. Um, so figuring out where it comes from is very much outside my remit. As I said, I am not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor in any way, shape or form. And, you know, it's outside the remit of my degree as well. So I'll let you explore the reasoning behind your own voice, your own little shitey voice in your own time. You do that. But I just want to talk about what the voice is and how it sounds to different people. So the voice, I'm going to call it the voice because I'm tired of saying the shitey little voice in the back of your head. Um, the voice can be, can often be pessimistic, toxic, and sometimes rude, but overall across the board is generally just very negative and very self-critical. So the voice can sound very different to everybody. It might be our own voice. It might be something from our society or our environment that we've internalized. It could also be maybe a close friend or a family member that's actually been a little bit more negative and a little bit more toxic than you'd like them to be. And I think identifying its source is a really key part to stopping it growing at the rate that it might be currently and to reshift your focus. And, you know, maybe it's not something that you can get rid of immediately. So, you know, if the voice comes from internalized patriarchy or certain people that you can't exactly avoid because maybe you go to school with them, for example, knowing at least what is feeding the voice helps you block it out in the future and realize when it's wrong. I recently realized that there was someone who I used to work with who was very, very negative, And I didn't realize 
how much it affected me until I went away from this job and I started doing things on my own and I could still hear their voice in my head telling me like that was shit or that was, you know, bad or, oh, I can't believe you've done that, blah, blah, blah. And since I realized that and I've spoken again to this person a couple of times for work purposes, I've begun to realize actually that very negative and toxic comments that they've been making to me for the past couple of years. And while I don't necessarily think they're a bad person, I think it reflects, you know, more on them than it does on me. And I don't think it has anything to do with our relationship. I do think that that is something that I had to identify. And I had to understand that this was something I had to block out. You know, I think realizing that there were certain things that they said to me that actually really deeply affected me and that actually just really weren't that nice. I think being able to identify it means that when I hear their voice in my head or whenever they say things to me in the future, I'll question it first. And I'll say, is that, you know, me being too negative or is that a repercussion of spending so much time with this negative person that that's the reason I'm thinking this way. And hopefully as time goes on, and I think, you know, as time is kind of going on, I've begun to sort of see the results of the fruits of my labor, if you will. I have begun to see that I've been kind of outright rejecting these thoughts that I would have easily accepted before. I understand that that is a very simplified version of getting rid of that like little shitey voice in the back of your head. But I think that's a, a, you know, a decent way of preventing it is just to analyze where it comes from and analyze, I guess, maybe why you're so susceptible to it um, and to help prevent that voice coming back in the future. So that was like my easy get rid of bit for the future. But how do we kill the voice that's already there? It's going to take time firstly. So I think just remind yourself that on certain days, the voice just might be a little bit stronger. But I think one of the, you're going you're gonna to hate me for what I'm about to say. I think, uh, you know, really with the effective way of getting rid of the tiny, shitey little voice that's in your head is to, one, write down, have like a physical manifestation of the things you were actually good at. Because I feel like, you know, you can say in your head, I'm good at French, for example, or I'm good at memorizing lyrics. But I think it, I think there's a difference between knowing these things about yourself and then seeing them written down on paper. And if you think that that is something, sorry, the voice has literally just come back in my head. But if you think that that is something that is like dumb or obvious or whatever, do it. And you'll see that, yeah, it might be obvious. It might be really simple, but it's effective. And understanding what you're good at, appreciating what you're good at is a form of self-love and in turn makes you less toxic towards other people. The second thing I'd say kind of along the same lines of like expressing what you're good at is express your insecurities. There's a quote from Jason Siegel that who, who would have guessed this would come from Jason Siegel, but there's a quote from Jason Siegel that I've had written um, on this little notice board in my room. And I've had that written down for maybe almost 10 years. And in the quote, he's talking about singing songs in films and, you know, doing like little sketches in films and stuff and people asking him, you know, how is he so okay with singing in his films or in his TV shows? And he said that he is not afraid to be bad at something until he's good at it. And that quote has stuck with me for a really, really long time. I'm not exactly sure why, but I think like, I think it does resonate with me that some people, (laughs) the blessed ones turn up and they're great at everything. And I'm I'm so jealous, but some other people like me, I have to work a little bit more and it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be good at it or that I'll never be good at it. It just means that I can't expect to just suddenly be good at it without putting in the work. And I think the vast majority of people are, you know, do have to put in work to be good at, you know, what they are currently good at. 
But I think we've been forced by this narrative through films or through society or whatever that some people are just naturally blessed or gifted in whatever field that they're in. And a lot of people are, you know, you do get some genuine geniuses, but the vast majority of us just do need to work harder. I think that's like a huge thing of what separates people from being good versus being complacent. But yeah, along the same lines as what Jason Siegel was talking about, the things you dislike the most about yourself or maybe the things that you are maybe the most insecure about are probably the parts of yourself that people around you like the most, weirdly enough. Like if you think of people that you love a lot and, you know, they've expressed insecurities before, like maybe they have like, I don't know, maybe a slightly wonky face or like maybe their nose is not, you know, conventionally shaped. I think of them and I'm like, I think those are the features about you that I think make you so special, make you so sweet and like make you so you. And I think it's like, it's hard because we don't want our insecurities to be the thing that defines us. But like, I wouldn't say it's the thing that defines you. I would just say it's the thing that makes you, you, you're so much more than, you know, a slightly wonky nose or whatever. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) I guess the most effective way that I have personally found to help drown out that little shitey voice in the back of your head is if you've ever done like the love language tests I think they're really really good like tests to do I've done it before with um with some like gal friends of mine but I think it's a really cool way to understand how they understand love and how they receive love the best and I think it's a really cool way to understand how you yourself are able to receive love and understand what love and affection is um because I think there's this misconception all the time that self-care is self-care has to look like a certain thing but self-care isn't always face masks and bubble bath and champagne sometimes self-care comes in the form of cooking a good meal of organizing your schedule so you don't feel overwhelmed of cleaning your room of sorting out your closet of going on a run Everyone's self-care looks slightly different. My self-care personally is face masks and it is like tidying my room and stuff. But my form of self-care isn't going to be baking cookies, for example, because I find baking a very stressful experience. But one of my best friends has baking as one of her love languages. So I think when you understand how you yourself best receive love, that makes it easier to give yourself love. And the reason why self-care is important, as we've expressed on the show before multiple, multiple times, I think even from our first episode, is because sometimes our brain isn't always capable of making sense to us. Sometimes our brain just thinks irrationally. Sometimes we have intrusive thoughts, especially if you have mental health issues. It becomes harder for that logical part of your brain to hold precedence over anything else. And so taking care of yourself and doing self-care and, you know, self-love, it's an act of subconsciously telling yourself that I care enough about myself to do these things that make me feel good. I care about myself. I support myself when I am down and I support myself when I'm up. And I think when you understand that you support yourself, no matter what stage of life you're in, or no matter what state of mind you're at currently, the more you do that, the more the little shitey voice in the back of your head shrinks. And, you know, the voice might never go away. In fact, to be honest, I think it would be a really useful tool in keeping us humble and more in tune with ourselves if we did still have some of the voice there. But the whole purpose of this episode and the whole purpose of like getting rid of the little shitey voice is not to get rid of it completely, but just to make it so that the voice is just a little bit less prominent and so that everything else in your brain and, you know, your mindset is just a little bit, you know, less cloudy with negative thoughts and it's just a little bit clearer. Because, I mean, who doesn't want to drive along a clear road? Who wants to drive along a murky road? 
That's a weird way to end my episode, but mm. <laughs> that is the end of the first episode of February for ha ha ha. Uh oh. <laughs> Again, the phrase inspired by me when I say this phrase right before I start crying. On that note, I actually don't think I've cried in like quite a long time, which is great. I hope this episode has helped you even in the slightest, even if it hasn't helped you at all, it hasn't given you anything productive. I hope it's entertained you for at least like 20, 30 minutes, however long this episode does end up being. I hope you find it useful. And if not, I hope you find one of our other episodes useful. You can check out all of our other episodes on Spotify. We do have a couple episodes that are exclusively on Spotify. So if you are listening on another platform, head on over to Spotify and you can check out some of our more music related tracks some of our more music related episodes speaking of music related episodes stay tuned for next week's episode where we will be doing another deep dive into an album and we'll find out whose world it's going to be next week stay tuned to the podcast and stay tuned on our instagram to find out who our little artist of next week is going to be as always thank you very much for listening to the yes jess podcast i hope that you are doing okay or as okay as you can be in these unprecedented times i'm so sick of saying that but whatever wear a mask. I hope you stay safe. Wear two masks if you need to. I hope that you are staying inside and I hope that you are staying as physically and mentally healthy as you possibly can. If you are struggling a little bit, I hope it gives you some comfort to know that we are all going through this together and that even though your plans might be delayed just a little bit, it's not like they're delayed forever. You will get back on track and you will catch up and we're all at the place in our lives where we're supposed to be right now. You're not ahead. You're not behind. You're not whatever. You're meant to be where you are right now. And I hope that even if it is just a massive struggle, I hope that you know that your existence has made someone happy, even if you don't know it. Because the amount of times that someone else has made me so happy and I've never been able to express it because, you know, I've moved away or because we've lost touch or whatever. It has happened to me a lot. I don't know if that sentence made grammatical sense. I'm quite tired at the moment. Um, but I'm very grateful to a lot of people in my life and I've never had the chance to properly thank them or I'm waiting for a chance in the future to repay them with some sort of like physical thing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm sure that you have made a lot of people very thankful and very appreciative to be alive. And I think that is something that is really something special to treasure. Okay. I'm not crying. I'm just like about to lose my voice. Um, thank you very much for listening to the episode. Again, I hate the fact that I've said it so many times So make sure you subscribe to our podcast, make sure you subscribe to our Instagram and check me out on TikTok. I am fun on TikTok, I think. <laughs> anyway, I will see you guys next week. Have a lovely week. Um, happy Chinese New Year to all of my Chinese listeners. That is it for the Yes Just podcast for the first episode of February. Bye, everybody.